You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Evictions not yet spiking in Hawaii, despite the moratorium's end. What is going on? So in Hawaii, yeah, they've been without a moratorium for a few weeks now. And has there been a massive rush to the courthouse to get people kicked out of their homes? Hmm, There hasn't. Has there been a massive amount of people kicked to the curb, homeless, spreading the Rona willy nilly? No, there hasn't. What's going on then? Because we were told without an eviction moratorium in place, 11 million Americans, homeless, sidewalk, no options. We were told that's a reality, that that could happen. That might happen. It doesn't look like it's gonna. Hmm. Where have I heard that before, that the big eviction moratorium, the whole falsehood about 11 million Americans, 3 million Americans, 5 million Americans, depends what stat you you follow. Where have I heard before that that's not going to be a reality? It's going to go wildly different. Hmm, I can't remember. Probably some ridiculous podcast. I don't know. All right. (laughs) Before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news from a real estate guy's perspective. And some might even say that it's actually a reasonable perspective. That's what we're doing. Okay. So we get the news and we filter through it to what we want. I'm looking at this one, this going, okay, this is one of the first news stories I've seen where people have come right out and said, yeah, that whole eviction moratorium thing. It's not really increasing evictions. What? How could that be? Because we were told it was just going to be horrific. I mean, literally, we were told that, right? I mean, by our fearless leaders in Congress, they told us this would happen. And it's, it's, it's not really happening that way. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a couple of weeks from now, I'll go, oh, oh, boy, I really biffed it on that one, didn't I? Boy, I set you guys up. I told you the evictions weren't going to happen. They are happening in a droves. The reason I'm, I'm kind of saying this right now is that I think you'd already see a lot of the impact of you, you'd start to hear the, the horror stories, you would see the horror story type numbers. But I don't think you're going to see that. It's nearly been two weeks since a federal eviction moratorium protecting renters was struck down by the United States Supreme Court. But the ruling doesn't appear to have triggered a wave of eviction notices in Hawaii yet. All right, so I'm willing to I'm willing to be a gambling man and see if a little bit of time goes by. Here's the thing. I think a lot of the landlords, if they have a chance of collecting some of that federal money that's been really slow to get to them, they're going to hang tight. They're not going to be out there just evicting people. Talked about this on an earlier podcast. It's kind of like the lenders realized during the Great Recession that they didn't do a very good job of managing their portfolio of REO-owned property, which is property they took back from people who couldn't make their payments. And there was a lot of reasons why people couldn't make their payments, but a lot of it was how all the mortgages were set up on one-year interest-only teaser-type rates, and then the market went sideways. You know, calls were made. We're calling your mortgage due. Oh, we can't refinance it? All right, let's just let it go. We didn't have any money down anyway. And when lenders had to take over those types of properties, they realized after that whole 
eight year debacle or how many years it was until things kind of got back to normal, that foreclosing, maybe that wasn't the best option. Maybe the best option is just working with the person who's in the home. And I think that's what landlords have been doing all along. I've, I've had multiple instances where people have emailed me and said, Hey, I have non paying tenants. But here's the thing, I think after you know, I think they're going to get their job back, whatever it is, circumstances, they're going to be able to pay, I'm going to hang on, I'm going to see if I can get some of that federal money. But I'm not going to do anything stupid right now. Because if there's a chance of getting, you know, some of these expenses recouped, I'm going to take that chance because otherwise, I'm just out the money anyway. And I'm probably out the money is the way most landlords see it. And I think they're going to get to a point where they're like, okay, you either boot that tenant, which could be down the road, or the tenants have already left. If they're pissed off at their landlord, they can't get the money, whatever, they can't prove, you know, what they need to to get that federal money paid to the landlord, maybe they're out of there. Those are situations where people have already left, and you don't have an eviction process, right? So in April 2020, Governor David Iggy uh, instituted a statewide eviction moratorium in response to the COVID-19 pandemic and Hawaii's resulting economic shutdown, which left many residents without jobs. Hawaii was terrible. You're a, you're an island, you're a series of islands, and you are like 95% of their economy is dependent upon tourism. There was no tourism. And I talked with a, um, with a property owner on the, the big island, uh, just a couple of weeks ago on another unrelated matter. And I was like, so did you get used to being at the beaches by yourself and not having to share with all the tourists? She said, yeah, but we're so heavily dependent upon tourism here that that lasted like a day or two. And then the rest of us just realized we would like to work and working requires having tourists around for so many people that the lack of tourism was way overrode the factor that, you know, folks who live on the islands, it, uh, they're not having to share beaches and everything else with tourists. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of the locals, they're like, yeah, that was great and all to have tourism shut down for just a little bit. But yeah, we're ready to go back to work. We want to work. The moratorium was extended with the governor later announcing it would end August the 6th. Renters were still protected, however, because on August 3rd, the U.S. Center, the CDC announced a federal eviction moratorium that was supposed to end October 6th until the Supreme Court ruling on August 26th. So it was supposed to go through, I think, August, October 6th or October, I actually think it was supposed to go through October 3rd. And then the Supreme Court ruled in an unsigned, whatever that is, they said, mm, yeah. No, CDC didn't have the ability to put that moratorium in place. Since then, however, there doesn't seem to have been a rush of evictions in Hawaii. Hmm. Interesting. Why not? That's weird. That's weird because, I mean, we were told that this would just, there would just be people all over the country just kicked to the curb. And you would think in a high rent location like Hawaii, if you're going to see it, you're going to start to see it. There doesn't seem to have been a rush of evictions in Hawaii. Hmm. Interestingly, we have not been flooded with cases as we have anticipated, said Tracy Willigan, Executive Director of the Mediation Center of the Pacific, a nonprofit that provides mediation services for landlord-tenant disputes. 
We expected it last week when they announced the CDC moratorium ended. We expected it this week, and we haven't seen it. Maybe we're just not going to get a huge number, she said. All right, aren't you the mediation center of the Pacific? You would probably know if this was going to happen, right? Maybe we're just not going to get a huge number. That's kind of what I've been thinking the whole time, is even when these eviction moratoriums come off, you're not going to have massive amounts of landlords trying to go and boot their tenants. Some of that's already happened. Some of that will happen. Keep in mind, some of that would have happened normally anyway, in any market, in any given market, pandemic or not. So you're going to see some of that. You can't blame it on the eviction moratoriums being waived. It's just kind of life. A certain number of people get evicted and that sucks. But here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast, we are reasonable. And so I from I'm looking at this going, there's not going to be the 11 million Americans kicked to the curb, just evicted. No, it's just not happening. Willigan is still trying to find an explanation for why there hasn't been a surge of evictions, but said there could be a variety of reasons. It's kind of like, why has gun violence increased so dramatically during the pandemic? Well, it's for a variety of reasons, and it's true. Landlords and tenants could be working things out among themselves, she said, but it could also be that many renters have returned to work sought out rental assistance, or simply moved out on their own volition. Let's take a quick look at these at these different things. Landlords and tenants could be working things out among themselves. Absolutely. It's been a year and a half. So if you haven't figured out how to work it out with your landlord or your tenant, one of you has probably already hit the road in the forms of leaving and or making it miserable enough where you, the tenant, just don't want to be there anymore and you've moved on. Did it also mean that renters have returned to work? Yep, there's that. We've got a shortage of jobs in just about every single sector, right? I went to this past weekend, you're probably watching this, I don't know, September 10th or some damn thing um, at the earliest I drove by my favorite 7-Eleven. Actually, my girlfriend drove by because I was I was in the passenger seat. I was in the kid seat. And I uh, went to get a, go to my favorite 7-Eleven. I think we're getting a bottle of water or something. It was like 9.30 at night, Friday of Labor Day weekend. My 7-Eleven was closed down. There's a labor shortage. They don't have enough employees. I've been talking to the owner. He's like, man, I can't get anybody in here. I can't get a good worker in there. And a lot of times, the 7-Eleven workers, they got to run the whole thing, which, no thank you. I would walk into that store and just be like, I am so confused as to how to do that. How does the Slurpee machine work? How does the Slurpee machine work? Nah, just a lot of little things there that um, could go sideways. Lotto ticket? You want a lotto ticket? Oh, good luck with that. I don't really know how to work that. But 9.30 on a Friday of a holiday weekend, and your favorite 7-Eleven is shut down? Tell me that's not a labor crisis right there. I only care about me, right? I mean, I'm just like you. Only When it comes right down to it, I only really care about what I need in that moment. I mean, I'm kidding, but it's kind of true, right? We all say, ah, everybody else, I'm just, I put everybody else first. Well, when it comes down to 7-Eleven, 
that's like your own personal choice. You could go to the grocery store and probably get it cheaper. But I like to run in and run out plus 7-Eleven. I mean, I, I just I support your local 7-Eleven. That's my that's my or mini mart or whatever Chevron shell, th those good mini marts. I don't like the AMPM mini marts. I don't know why I've got one that I do go to the owner is an amazing lady. I don't like the layout of AMPMs. But so 930 on a uh, Friday night, and it's closed down. And normally, it's open till like 11 or midnight. They open up at five in just ridiculous hours. But, um, you know, this is this uh, the an indication of there's not enough people to go around for all the jobs right now. And you continue to hear that. So it could also be that many renters have returned to work. Yep. Okay. All right. And they've sought out rental assistance, or they simply moved out on their own volition. I think a combination of all these things have been happening and are happening. You've just got these politicians going, oh, if we don't extend this out, there's going to be millions of people that are going to be kicked to the curb and get the Rona and it's going to be horrible. And I just call BS on that. I really do. It doesn't work that way. And I think we're realizing, oh, hey, you know what? Might not work that way. Hmm. Interesting. Yet, you have always got the yet out there, right? It's like, all right, let's hedge our bets. Let's throw in that little three letter word yet. It hasn't happened yet. Giving yourself the option. Also, the overlapping timelines of the state and federal moratoriums led to confusion. So landlords possibly were hesitant to pursue any evictions. I don't think that's true. I think they check with an attorney and their attorney says, yep, you can pull the trigger. And then they either got to make that judgment call or not. Landlords are making those calls right now all over, right? Federal moratorium was in place until last week, and nobody had any idea what was going to go on. So many landlords were probably taking a wait and see approach, said Phil Garbadon, a professor in the University of Hawaii's Department of Urban and Regional Planning, who focuses on housing issues in an email. All right, he's a professor of Department of Urban and Regional Planning. Does he actually talk to anybody that owns rental properties? Because that's where I call kind of nonsense on a lot of this stuff. Well, he's got a degree in this, all right. But does he really have anything to do with somebody who deals with this situation on a day to day basis? No, but he's a professor of okay, all right, you know what I mean? So like the people I talk to, they're working through their issues because it's a cash flow deal either have the cash to, you know, make all the payments or you don't and then you figure it out. Another reason could be that the state legislature this year passed Act 57, designed to slow the eviction process and promote mediation between landlords and tenants. I don't have a problem with mediation between landlords and tenants. But I think the payments for rent, they should have been split 50-50. And the tenants have to come up with half, something like that. I think that would have been fair. Because to put this entire equation on the landlords, that's nonsense. That's where I'm, I'm heavy, strong, no go. The new law does, does this primarily through temporary amendments to the state's residential landlord tenant code, three of which do most of the heavy lifting, according to Dan O'Meara, managing attorney for the Legal Aid Society of Hawaii's Housing and Consumer Unit. Those long titles kill me. I just would cut it down to a couple of words just because I wouldn't want to have to have people read this on a podcast, right? 
The first extends the notice of eviction from one. Okay, do we care about this? Nah, I, I don't think we do. I mean, if you're in Hawaii, this is important to you. You look through Act uh, 57 and it's tenants who are behind on three months rent. And for the first two months after that, those who still do two months rent, there's a bunch of just different stuff going on there, right? So while some evictions were avoided altogether through mediation or changes in individual circumstances, some may have just simply been delayed. And that's where the yet comes in. Hasn't happened yet. I think you'd hear about it though, right? Omira, who's noticed a slight uptick in eviction cases recently, said it's not clear if a rush of evictions will come as many have feared. But the expectation is that the numbers will return to pre-pandemic levels over the next few weeks and probably exceed them. Let's read that again. All right. Okay, is this the is this the esteemed professor? And I'm I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but let's see, is this the guy? No, that's a different guy. So we can rip on this person. Um, it's the expectation is that the numbers will return to pre-pandemic levels over the next few weeks as things kind of get back from topsy-turvy over the next few weeks and probably exceed them. So what we're talking about is that we might get back to pre-pandemic levels of evictions and we might exceed those. We're not saying we're going to exceed them by a huge number. No, we're not saying that probably exceed them. Meaning there's a chance that we don't. Holy cow. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, that's what's happening here. It's either the calm before the storm, or the storm's not going to happen. That's literally right here. I'm, I'm just reading this to you. Or the storm's not going to happen. Everybody's preparing for a hurricane and hoping avoids us because of the rental assistance. But we don't know for sure, Amira said later adding, we're not really seeing the big increases. And if it's happening, it'll start happening in the next two or three weeks. I haven't heard of it. I haven't seen it. I follow the news rather rigorously. Haven't really seen situations. In fact, I'm seeing the opposite. That's just what I'm seeing right now, which is, mm, yeah, we're not seeing the big increases. It's either the calm before the storm or the storm's not going to happen. What? No storm. But you promised a big wally banger of a storm. So disappointed on so many levels. No, I don't want to see people get kicked out. But the whole reason for extending these moratoriums out over and over and over is that we were told millions would be displaced, and they would all spread the Rona outside, not indoors, because when you are evicted, and you're forced to live in a tent on the sidewalk, you're living outside, outside, where the Rona doesn't spread as well. That's what we're told. Right. I mean, we've been told a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that hasn't necessarily come to fruition. So no big increases might happen in the next two or three weeks. It might also just be business as usual and a whole lot of nothing. So he reported that based on court filings, the eviction rate in Hawaii dropped to 37% of what it was prior to the pandemic. And on Oahu, 28%. There were 204 statewide and 147 Oahu eviction cases per month before COVID-19 hit. There you go. That's what their normal numbers are. 
204 statewide amongst all the islands, and 147 in Oahu, because that's where the most all the rental housing is. There's just, you know, in, a, in, in uh, Maui or um, Kauai, you've just, you've, you, you don't just, you just don't have that many people living there, period. So your evictions, they're going to happen in the more populated areas. And that's uh, mainly Oahu, where Waikiki is, right? So remember, Elvis went there, he did the surfing movie, oh, Elvis, oh, that guy's a performer until the end. Oh, he wasn't looking good at the end bloated. So there are 204 statewide and 147 Oahu eviction cases per month before COVID-19 and just 76 and 42 respectively over the course of the outbreak. So a few got through there, right? It's not clear exactly how many people in Hawaii are currently struggling to pay rent. Uh, it's only a highly impre imprecise set of data which tracks the percentage of households that are late on rent every two weeks. And it exists to make those statements, which is, yeah, we, we don't we don't really know. We hope it's not a lot because nobody wants to see people get evicted. But then the whole reason that we've had these moratoriums in place is because we've been told this will cause this, this will cause more cases of the Rona. Hmm, interesting. But that hasn't happened. It doesn't appear it's happened yet. But based on his interpretation of that data, this guy says that about 10 to 14% or about 17,000 to 24,000 households are late on their rent each month. Those numbers decline to about 6 to 9% or 10,000 to 13,000 households for periods when the two weeks land at the end of the month. He described the latter group as struggling substantially with rent, which it sounds like is an ongoing thing and is not pandemic related, right? It's undeniably true that a large number of renters are struggling to make rent, and hopefully the mediation process can connect them to rent assistance, Garvin said. The pandemic has put a strain on both landlords and tenants, and ideas vary about what should be done going forward. Groups like the Honolulu Tenants Union and Whatever Hawaii, a feminist activist organization led by women renters, on Friday demanded that the governor reinstate Hawaii's eviction moratorium. I don't think you're going to see that happen for the majority of these cases. I think I think we're kind of here like, all right, yeah, we're just going to have to rip that Band-Aid off and see how this goes. We know it's not going to be pretty, but deep down, I think I think most of our leaders are like, yeah, it's, we're, we're not going to see. We're not going to see tons of evictions. It's just not happening. Mediation is meaningless to a single mom facing eviction from a bad faith landlord. Mediation only delays the inevitable. This is the uh, sp spokeswoman from the um, tenants' rights union that's uh, done by women. If governor, if the governor of Hawaii is serious about homelessness and women's safety, he must take preventative action immediately. What about for the landlords? What do we do for them? Hmm. Yeah. Screw those guys. They're 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 just the fat cats. That's literally what we've done the entire pandemic, right? So Jody Leong, a spokeswoman for the governor of uh, Hawaii said in an email, there are no plans to reinstate the eviction moratorium at this point. I think that's where you're at. I think that's what people need to deal with is all right, here's your new reality. No more eviction moratoriums. The governor is moving toward implementation of the law passed by the legislature, which includes the new mediation requirements. He is encouraging renters to apply for emergency rental assistance from counties, yada, yada. Since December, Hawaii has received $166 million 
from the American Rescue Plan for rent and utility assistance, and $200 million from the Consolidated Appropriations Act for the Emergency Rental Assistance Program. So $366 million. While legal aid assists renters, Amira said that the end of the eviction moratorium was inevitable, and renters still have tools, specifically Act 57, to better deal with possible evictions. Evictions don't help anybody, but there's a point at which, as a landlord, you gots to get paid, whether it's by the federal government giving money to state and local, and you get it that way, or you get that tenant out and moved on. I think if this would have happened much earlier in the pandemic, you might have some more evictions. But I think this has gone on for so long that a lot of these cases that probably would have resulted in evictions maybe maybe six months ago, maybe eight months ago, they've kind of just worked their way out. The landlords have figured it out and they're like, all right, I know I'm just going to get royally screwed on this one, but I figured out a way to get from here to there, which is the end of the eviction moratoriums. And that looks like that's happening now. It wouldn't bother me if the moratorium was back because that's just one more chances for tenants to stay housed. What about for landlords to pay their bills? What about that? Nobody ever talks about that. But also understand that at some point is going to end anyway. All right. So we're saying this is kind of inevitable, right? It's not really different from anywhere else in the country. It's happening everywhere. Hawaii has at least this legislation. Omira said about half of the tenants who are taken to court for not paying rent never show up and automatically lose their housing. So it's up to them to take advantage of the new law that gives them more time and more opportunities to avoid eviction. Half, half of the tenants don't show. How come? Because they signed a contract and they didn't make payments. And unfortunately, in the court of law, they're not on the winning side of that. Now, if they lost their job due to the pandemic, you've got a really good case of taking it to these mediations and going, "Ah, here's the deal. But I think we're at that point where everybody realizes, okay, economies are back full tilt even plus some because there's a labor shortage out there. So if you can't figure out how to get a job to cover at least a portion of your rent, get back on paying a portion of your rent, something along those lines. If you can't figure out how to do that, all right, maybe it's time for you to go. I'm just saying, maybe in, in more than likely that situation has already occurred. And we're already hearing of massive rent hikes because landlords, they're trying to recoup costs. That's what they're going to do. And they're only going to accept the best of the tenants that are out there. So you've got a real situation that I think could have been avoided. You didn't need to have these eviction moratoriums. And what it's going to do, the end result is that tenants' rents are going to go through the roof. And more and more landlords are going to consider, do I really want to be a landlord anymore? I'm going to cash in my chips. I'm going to move to Hawaii. Now, nah, people don't move to Hawaii to retire. Healthcare system there, kind of difficult. Plus, the islands are small and you get kind of bored. Great place to vacation during the crappy months of weather here in Seattle, which is about nine months out of the year, but also pretty small, pretty small place to live. Some people love it there. I love it there for about 10 days. And then I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I think I'll just go back to Seattle and looking forward to some of that gray skies and cloudy because, you know, this... This tropical paradise, you can only have so much of it. It's like eating dessert all the time. After a while, ah, 
Maybe I'll have some breakfast. Maybe, maybe I'll just have lunch. No more dessert for me. All right. That's it for me on this one. So Hawaii, even though the eviction moratorium's been pulled off, they're not seeing a big, big case of, they're not seeing a big caseload of evictions and people getting kicked to the curb. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of like so much of what, what uh, we've been told during this pandemic. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Stuff that we kind of saw coming that we thought probably wasn't accurate. And here we are. Shocking. I know. Hmm. That didn't really turn out the way that everybody thought it would or mainstream media was predicting. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, how about those Mariners? Okay. So that's it for me. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. If I do see stories or if you see stories about how just an inordinate amount of people in a community are getting kicked to the curb with an eviction, let me know. I'll read about them right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Again, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part. Till we talk again very soon. Bye for now. Stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.